I want to tell you a bit about one of the greatest mistakes our colonial forefathers made in respect of building their railways, and that was to use the different gauges in different states. When the Sydney Railway Company was formed to build the New South Wales first line from Sydney to Parramatta, they appointed an Irish engineer who adopted the Irish gauge of 5 foot 3, even though the British Railways had at that time regulated a standard gauge of 4 foot 8 and a half. When the Sydney Railway Company found themselves in financial difficulty, the engineer's salary was reduced and he resigned. So the new engineer was James Wallace and he persuaded the government to change to the English standard gauge of 4 foot 8 and a half in uh, 1853. The same time Victoria was developing their train line, and in fact they opened it a year before the New South Wales line, and they went ahead with the wider 5 foot 3 gauge. Well, Victoria wanted the gauges to be the same, ah, the same as theirs, of course. So they sent a message to the Secretary of State for the Colonies in England and he requested New South Wales to change back to the wider gauge. But there was no telegraph line, no inland telegraph at that time, and these messages had to be sent by ship. So it was a bit late when the message got to New South Wales, and it was Governor Denison who gave the go-ahead for the four-foot, eight-and-a-half gauge. In Queensland, the narrow gauge of three foot six was introduced in 1865 because it was cheaper and faster on tight curves. Um, Queensland copied no one. It was the first narrow gauge in the world at that time. South Australia followed Queensland for the same reason. Tasmania opened its first line on wide gauge. It was Launceston to Deloraine on the five foot three gauge, but they converted it to the narrow gauge in 1888. The different gauges were no problem as goods were mainly transferred from the hinterland to ports. Before Federation in 1901, there was customs and immigration at state borders, so the goods had to be removed anyway. But after Federation, it was only New South Wales that had the standard gauge. And in 1921, a Royal Commission recommended that four foot eight and a half be adopted as standard for Australia. And some of the conversions began. But even at the outbreak of World War II, there were still 13 border locations where transfers were necessary, including the one at Albury that's on the very busy Sydney-Melbourne line. Some stage there were proposals for a third rail maybe to be built in Victoria, but nothing really seemed to quite work out. And the standard gauge between Sydney and Melbourne wasn't completed until 1962. Uh, the one to Perth, um, the Indian Pacific, wasn't until 1970. Prior to 1962, the premier train in Australia was the Spirit of Progress, which ran from Melbourne to Albury, which had a dining car and a lounge car, and it was hauled by our beautifully designed streamlined locos, and all of them have been now destroyed. But the opening of the standard line from Sydney to Melbourne brought into service the Southern Aurora, a night train running in each direction, with stainless steel carriages, all air-conditioned, all sleeper, all first class, with a dining car and a club car. 
and then in 1973 added a motor rail that could carry passengers' cars. The name The Spirit of Progress was chained for a second night train that was mostly sitting cars. It ran behind the Southern Aurora and it served those intermediate stations. And these trains ran until 1986 when budget airlines caused dwindling passenger numbers and at that time they were replaced by the XPT service which are the ones that run today.